Welcome to The Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 11 and 12 of A Crown of Swords, An Oath, and A Morning of Victory. Enjoy! All right, welcome to season seven, episode six. Yeah, moving right along. Greetings. <laughs> Greetings and salutations. Um, yeah, so before we get into anything else, I do want to give a quick shout out to our new patron. Uh, we do have one new patron. So Michelle, thank you. Michelle. Yeah. This episode's for you, Michelle. This oh, episode yeah. is as for always. You. This bud's for you. I thought about drinking buds for the ladies. Just for good old time's sake. Then I said work. 151. Danger. I'm drinking a truly, which is basically like drinking uh, TV static and someone yells the fruit name from another room, right? That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the best description ever. It's the best description. Drink a TV static. I've got a cheap box wine. Oh, nice. I thought about drinking wine tonight, but yeah. I, I drink with dinner because we had a friend over for dinner. Um, our next door neighbor came over, so I didn't want to open a bottle of wine because he wasn't drinking and just drink mm. like half the bottle in front of him. Um, yeah, yeah. So I just had a beer. <laughs> yeah, that was my compromise. <laughs> so, yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to open a bottle of wine now. So that's it. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, so other announcements, other things going on. Um, we do have a special guest coming, not next week, but the week after. We're going to record on a Monday, the 30th. On uh, a it's Monday. Gonna a, it's going to be a little bit of a later recording. It's going to be a 10 o'clock recording because they got to get their kiddos to bed. Um, and if you listen to, to the post um, scene, I guess the, the credits or whatever you want to call it, the wrap up of the last episode, you know who it is. But I'll announce it now. And uh, two weeks we have uh, the Will Weaves, Danny and Brett. Uh, coming on to help us out so it's going to be the will reads and the will weaves in one epic night of shenanigans nice shenanigans we're gonna bring the house down it's gonna be fun so that's in two weeks so yeah excited about that um what a fortune next game is going to be the second week of february so that's still ways away yeah so nothing really new um i think on thursday we're going to record cosmere stuff Oh yeah, this Thursday. Okay. Yeah, Does that work? Are Are you still available? What time? Like nine o'clock, nine thirty. Yeah, yeah. What the hell? Okay, cool. I'll be at the <laughs> chap the end of chapter thirty. Yep. Yes. Yep. I'm ready. Of Warbreaker. So yeah, if you yeah into Cosmere stuff, we're going to be covering the first half of Warbreaker on Thursday. Recording that. Is it really a half though? That's like a, a quarter. About sixty chapters total in the book. So oh, I never paid any. Be prepared to feed me names because I know there's not a lot, but a couple of them I got. But I did the old school version of just like in my mind, I have made up names for the characters. Uh huh. Instead of I have God one and God two. Yeah. <laughs> I have I have the detective God and the God with boobs. And the... Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Sister yeah, one, sister so... two. Just goddess with boobs. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> The cheeky sister and the staring yeah. one. Yep. All right. So, uh, yeah, that's Thursday, and that's it for content coming up. 
Um, that and lots of TV shows I'm watching right now. But so personal life, yeah, I'm watching a lot of TV because there's a lot of stuff that's come out. Um, I have not started Last of Us yet. I've heard it's good. It's great. That soon. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm watching a show that no one watches anymore. But I like, I just need. It's the final season, so I have to watch it. Oh yeah, you um, gotta finish it. It's Walking Dead, which I started years uh, and years and years ago, mm-hmm. and I gave up on it. But I still like every time it comes out, I'm like, I'm not gonna do it anymore. I don't really like the show. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll just muscle through. And it's at this point, it's a, it's a stubborn thing. <laughs> yeah, I gave up on um, it, but yeah, yeah. Well, they they have the final you season. Fill me in. So yeah, I'm just I'm I'm watching their stream on stream services because I don't I didn't want to watch it when it came out. Just wait for the streaming series. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, that's fun. After that, I'll get starting the last of us. I might stop halfway through and watch the last of us instead. Um, anything else going on in my personal world? Uh, we had a long weekend for Martin Luther King day. So, um, I did tons of chores around the house. You know, I would say I went to bed, Bath beyond, but they're like kind of going out of business. So I didn't go to bed, Bath beyond. Yeah. Uh, did not do that. So that's it. Just, just, Working on stuff around the house. Nothing really exciting. I have nothing going on in my world exciting. I took my kids to Chuck E. Cheese's for the first time. Well, slippery slope. Don't, yeah. Don't re- don't repeat that. Yeah. Not a good decision. I remember it, it so much more glamorous when I was a kid. Well, it's it probably was- seems awesome to them, but if you do it often enough, <laughs> your kids are just going to stay sick. Oh, yeah. It's just a, it's just a breeding ground it's for germs. Dirty and, and gross. Yeah. And half the machines are broken. And I was like, this is just kind of ghetto. And if you hold your cup of coins too low, other kids that are not your kids will just run up and take coins out of there. Oh, they don't do car- coins anymore. Oh, really? Was yeah, it they co- get it's cards. So it all goes in your card. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's how long it's been since I've been there. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I didn't even know either. I was like, yeah, there'll be like games and stuff. And like, I was like, this is really like half things are broken. And yeah. Okay, cool. Did uh, did you let your kids beat up Chucky? Did Chucky? Uh, Chucky wasn't there. Up? No. I used to love fighting Chucky. Yeah. Uh, and then they wanted one of the cheap toys you can buy, you know, from the little gift shop area. Uh, that's like, you know, $40 for a plastic toy that will break. And like, if you look at it funny. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no. Nah. Oh, you're, you're building memories. <laughs> I'm not going to buy that for you. Sorry. That's that's a core <laughs> memory for your kids now. <laughs> yeah. That, that's the, that'll be the last time that probably will go there. So anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's all I got. Well, cool. I don't have anything too exciting. Uh, <laughs> rewatching Game of Thrones because uh, Meredith hasn't seen it. I was telling what? The boys, yeah, I was telling the boys before we started recording though. I messed up. She fell asleep uh, early in one episode one night, and I was in insomniac mode. Anyways, I'm I'm two seasons ahead of her now, so like I'm rewatching <laughs> it again myself. But then also, as she wants to going back and rewatching where she's at, so I'm really getting into Game of Thrones again. Um, I'm excited to get into um, the second season of that Viking show, Val- Valhalla. Valhalla. Val- yeah, the first Good season, I yeah, I really enjoyed. So the next season just dropped, so I'm going to get into that. If not tonight, tomorrow night. Um, work uh, update on getting paid. You know, we're still going since November 15th. Supposedly, I get paid this Friday, but I haven't Ooh. seen a like normally the 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 LES, the leave and earning statement post uh, by now. And I haven't seen mine yet. So this will be, no, interesting. Uh, this, will be this will be interesting. If they still don't have that figured out and I don't get paid Friday, like I, but well, we're going to start pawning stuff for gas money. You know, <laughs> Just, um, I got, I got 50 miles each way for the commute 
And the only real complaint I'll have is this commute is killing me. Mm. This lower back thing and being in the car. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can only imagine. Actually, that would be horrible. I gotta, I gotta figure something out with that. Uh, getting signed back up for physical therapy. Hopefully, just some regular stretching and working that out will help. But it's not like it kind of aggravates it. It's just getting worse and worse and worse. No, so. like that was one of the things that really destroyed my back even mm-hmm. further was the traveling back and forth from Charlotte to Virginia, Virginia to Charlotte, like God, five hours in a bad. car. will definitely do it to you. Yep. So, I mean, an hour in a car does it five hours yeah. destroying it. So when I get out at work in the morning, I'm doing the old man climb out of my car and like, you know, wobbling to my desk and then sitting yeah. at the desk doesn't work that well. By the time I get home, you know, trying to be like chipper and chip in, help with dinner and smile in yeah. the face. But all I want to do is lay flat on the couch and not move. I used to commute from Newport News to Richmond um, every day. Yeah. Mm-mm. But I made a game out of that, and I see how fast I could actually do it and commute in. And trust me, <laughs> with, with, with Waze on, and you get a nice little uh, flow going of weaving in and out of traffic, uh, I, I think my record was like, uh, I think I did in 40 minutes one time. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. yeah. That's nice. <laughs> now, that being um, said, you might be able to beat that record now because since COVID, the flow of traffic on 64 stays over 80. Oh, so nice. you could do. You oh, could yeah, because they steady. raise it to 70 down there. And then yeah. everybody always goes 10 over in Virginia. That's the law. Yep. So, like, if you got your ways and you could squeak out a pretty steady 95, bro, mm-hmm. you'll make it yeah, under 40 minutes. Tr- trusting people reporting those cops and go. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's about it for me. Nothing too exciting. Um, just living the dream. Awesome. Well, um, personal life for us, uh, just been chilling. It's been, it's really weird. I said this before, like being able to relax, like I've gotten lazy. I don't, I don't get up at five 30 or four 30 in the morning anymore. I'm more like a roll out of the bed at seven o'clock, but Oh, I wish I don't have to be at work until nine or eight 45. So it's like, Oh, every now and then I I have to go in a little early, eight 30, something like that. I think I had like two meetings over the next month where I have to be there by like 8.15. And I'm only five, literal, literal seven minute drive from the house. Oh, that's two perfect. Work, five that's minutes great. coming home. Hmm. Like, I, I think I found a route where I could bike once the weather gets nice and I'm not going to sweat oh, nice. too much. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be nice. Um, Other than that, like, so we had our first date night of the year, like just us plan date night, because we we decided that we're going to get on. We decided a while back we were really committing to doing like a us night once every three weeks or something like that, where we just, you know, spend a little bit more money than we typically would and do something fun. And it's kind of like that preparatory phase. Like if we get into this habit now, then if and when we do have children, then we start sitters. That's the Stick tough to one. it. Yeah. Oh, they have two aunts and and two mm-hmm. and, and grandparents in the area. Yep. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, and a, a ton of cousins that'll hopefully. Anyway, so yeah, we're probably for that, that. And then mm-hmm. I said the only problem that we have with our family is like a lot of times we have date night. It's like for work functions, but since my uh, my parents are so prominent in the community as well. They're usually going to that too. Yeah. So it's like, well, and like that's the thing with her parents, with her dad not retired yet, Mm -hmm. it's going to be tricky. Now, sisters, they're at that age where they have their own life, but they'll they'll definitely step in. Yeah. But we're kind of in the same boat with her parents, so I I completely understand that. 
well, well, Chris, once your kids are old enough to wipe their own butt, I will watch them whenever you want. Phenomenal. We have a guest bedroom that I'm currently yeah. in. But I don't it's I don't do size. I don't do butt wiping anymore. No. Yeah. I'm trying not to do that much either. They're gonna learn real quick. I'm like, look, we we, we got hit the level here. <laughs> you got a three years of it for each child, I tell you that yeah. much. <laughs> you got a solid, solid your Irish twins. That way we can like, get it all done in four. <laughs> yeah. And then and then sometimes when they're like, you know, five, almost six, they'll like revert back because they get jealous mm. of the new baby and they're like, Pay attention to me, I oh, shit no. my pants. And you're like, Oh, oh man, that'll happen. Right <laughs> yeah, right. No. No, I mean, no. <laughs> I hear you, but I, I, I know you well enough, Chris, especially if you have girls, you're going to be such a pushover. You'll be great. You'll be a great dad. <laughs> They're going to go out and murder somebody. You're just going to snuggle up with them and be like, it's okay, baby. You did a good job. Like, we're just gonna hide I'm so body. proud of you. Right. Yeah. Let me like, go get the shovel show and on, take care of this. show on Amazon. It teaches how to take care of this. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, you go Ron to sleep. Netflix. Tell me where it's at. I'll take care of this. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, other than that, like, yeah. so we got the we got a switch. I don't know if I mentioned this before, but we got a switch for the wedding. So my like, when our Amazon, like, I put ridiculous stuff on there, hoping people would just contribute to our honeymoon fund, as I've said yeah. many times. And somebody gave us a switch, uh, OLED. So yeah, those hurt, man. When you get a switch when you're a kid, I mean, that's oh yeah, yeah. So we've been spanking <laughs> all weekend. <laughs> Wait, are you know, we talking like, about a Nintendo Switch? I thought you wanted to stick out back that grandma no, used to get. You, so the most like off the wall thing we got was this deck of cards, right? Mm. And you open this deck of cards and you flip it over and it's like your thing to do tonight is to have fun with the other by putting honey down there and going oh. to town. And like nice. it's... Got all sorts of suggestions from your mother-in-law, right? <laughs> from her aunt, which is just as bad, right? Oh, How bad. to get a yeast infection one-on-one. <laughs> <laughs> Bacteria loves sugar. Just dump go. it all over. <laughs> Put some chocolate syrup down there. See what happens. I didn't say who was doing the licking. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah, cool. Hey, look what you what y'all do with your cats is that's on you. Don't, don't bring that on this show. <laughs> don't bring. I don't want to hear it. Anyway, Chanel has been all into Zelda Breath of Wind Breath or whatever. It's called. Yeah. yeah, there we oh, go. I haven't actually really jumped into it yet, but I did get Pokemon. Mm. I got Sword and Shield, Sword in the Sword and Shield collection. I didn't get the new okay. one because everybody's complaining about it. So I want to be the very best. <laughs> if y'all ever if you slip in a Fortnite, let me know. Mm. Well, we might if, venture into if, the mission. I go that route. I own it. I don't think I've ever played it, but I have it. It's free. It's pretty addicting. Yeah. Okay. My nephews are all on it. So anyway, that that's that that was our weekend. Like cool, cool, cool. All right. My pink well, guys, pretty dope. Guys ready to jump into these chapters? Yeah. Almost. Not crazy okay. exciting, but like I thoroughly enjoyed these chapters. Okay. Well, yes. I'll say for not having like massive action, I really enjoyed them. So yes, I am ready. Yes, I'm excited. Okay. Good stuff. Cool. All right. Chapter 11. An oath. On my honor, I will On do my, my best to do my duty <laughs> to guide my country to help other people and obey the law of the pack. Yeah. So um, let's see. Where do we start? Um, we start with, like, I guess one of the attendants coming in to wake up and dress Egwene. Um, 
and is just irritating. And Queen's not in a, in a grumpy mood. She can wake up the wrong side of the bed. She's been having weird. these headaches. She's mm-hmm. like tired. Yeah. And she's been doing the she's dream so rest, which isn't full. It's rest, but it's not full rest. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, wearing exactly. on her. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. I can I can imagine like if you get like all REM sleep, like no <laughs> deep sleep at all. And all, he does dream all the time. He'd be so exhausted. That's Chanel. Like, yeah. I'm like living two lives. No. Yeah. Good tough. Um, see, I, 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 I was just talking to Meredith and the kids the other day. They're, for some reason, we got on the what's the longest you've gone without sleep. Um, mm. And and I did a solid three days in a row. Plenty mm-hmm. of caffeine and nicotine. Uh, both times in the military, one in training and then uh, one, one out on mission. Um, and anyways, past the two-day mark, even with caffeine, even with nicotine, I don't know about other drugs and how they help you get through that. But I know past the two-day mark, it's you you start losing your mind and at the three day mm-hmm. mark it's it's not drunkenness and i haven't really dabbled in other drugs to compare it but you definitely hallucinate you yep, like start the, hearing voices the voices that are normally in your head sound like they're on the outside side screaming at you yeah 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 it's been there. really <laughs> so and i know this isn't exactly what Egwene's going through but that's what i was thinking if she's constantly doing this dreamwalker sleep and it's not sleep sleep maybe it's not the three day mark but what about a week what about yeah. two weeks eventually it's got to wear on you because the mm. brain's got to rest mm. yeah. yeah i think it was like three or four days in college one time like it was college is during like cramming for something like end of year paper or something like that and like i was procrastinated and just ended up just staying up. And I'm just Let me learn this it. entire course in two days. Yeah, in two days and just stay up and just lots of caffeine, lots of no-dos, just like, just. And when real it. people talk to you at like echoes and delays yeah. and, and then, then everything's just speeds fuzzy. up and then slows down, it's everything. The sun's up. really bright. <laughs> oh. It hurts. <laughs> yeah, avoid the sun if, you, if you're in that situation. Yeah. Avoid it. Do not go outside. And if it's uh, a full moon, you might want to avoid that too. Just yeah, it might be too bright. No, it's a uh, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> so, yeah. so Gwen is struggling. There. Yeah, yeah. She's Gwen, struggling. yeah, she's struggling. Um, she walks over to her study, is told that Phaolin uh, and Theodren, um, uh, that no one saw, told, told by them that no one saw Marigan leave, although some uh, uh, men remembered seeing. Halima, who we know who yeah. Halima is. Which somebody should check into that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be what I would do. I'd be like, oh, what, what was Halima doing? And they there? seem really sketch. Theoden and Phelan seem really sketch. Like, they're just nervous. Yeah. I wonder yeah. why. Mm. And, what? well, there's reason to be at this point, you know, before we know what happens. Like, they were the ones raised to Aes Sedai, along mm-hmm. with Elaine and uh, uh, mm. Nynaeve. Yep. So, and we already know <coughs> that there's plenty of Aes Sedai that kind of roll their eyes at that. They're not happy with it. So, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't exactly got it easy, but they got a connection here with Elaine or Egwene. So, let's see how this plays out. Yeah. And um, this is, I think, around the same time when Egwene makes them swear their oaths, right? Is it right in the mm-hmm. same scene? Like right yeah. after they're done talking? Yeah. Yeah, that's how it wraps. Well, up. she doesn't really make them swear their oaths. She asks for their fidelity. Yeah, for their oath. But wait, wait, it. wait, wait. Does she, or do they offer it? They offer it. 
Aren't I think it, I think in this situation. To offer okay, it's the later me. ones. Sorry, I read yeah, this yeah, last yeah, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, <laughs> so that's fine. <laughs> that's yeah. fine because I I think it even catches uh, Egwene off guard a little bit. It does, yeah. Because she's like, wait, they're You're swearing right. to me, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, normally I would wait like Chris and Ian to read these like the day before, but I knew that I was going to be busy this early part of this week, so I read them like right afterwards last week, and now I, I realized why fresh, I wait. Fresh. Yeah, that's not fresh, fresh anymore. And things started to jumble together already. Um, <laughs> least, least little details. Um, let's see. Um, what? Well, so, yeah. are we, are we going to dig into like what they talked to Aguero yeah, about? Let's do it. Okay, yeah. I don't know if you're trying to rush past that. Um, is it? Is this fresh on your brain, brain, Chris? I'm I'm opening my book now to make sure I don't miss anything because yeah, you know how it, it gets. It's it's juicy. I think what I'm most excited about what you're finding it is. I at least felt now it's always possible that these girls are scheming uh, and even Egwene kind of thinks about this. Are they really being honest? Are they scheming? Oh, well, got to trust them sort of thing. But yeah. they, the communication here seemed to be pretty good. And considering how much we complain about that, whenever we get a scene where people just kind of open up and they're honest with each other, it's very refreshing. So these, these two girls might be up to no good in shenanigans, but the way they opened up with, Look, Egwene, to tell you the truth, I can't fucking stand you. Like, mm -hmm. you're my least favorite person, and if you died in a fiery car wreck, I'd be like, thank, thank Jesus. But <laughs> but hopefully, since I told you that, you can trust me when I say... Well, and, and even prior to that, when they were talking about the little snooping they did, they were like, Tiana wanted to know why we were up so late, but but we didn't tell her. We, we want you to know that we're on your side. Right. Yeah. So it, it could be a little setup. You know, because they're plotting, but I don't know. And I mean, they keep. I wish I had the oath rod already. I wish I had the oath rod already. Like that was the the prevailing thing. Like we want you to know that we're not lying to you. That you can trust us. And I like kind of Egwene's dialogue and the inner monologue of, you know, even if we had the oath rod, I think I would trust you less. <laughs> yeah, this whole <laughs> I said I can't lie thing. They worse than lie. They yeah. they tell a truth that makes you think that makes you believe something that's not true. Mm -hmm. It's like manipulative truth telling. Yeah, and then you have the whole entire other Aja that can just lie, right. and everybody yeah. assumes they can't lie, but they can flat out lie. So right. it just it just screws right. everything up. Um, yeah, because yeah, but at least I, I think it, like what Chris was saying, Egwene's perspective on this is good. She's like one. What good? What good is the oath right? Because of Black Aja, what good is it? It doesn't really help me recognize friend from Truffo. Yeah. I uh, mean, he, that, she even went even deeper. She's like, you know that little tapping on the wrist? You should have got a spanking when you came back to Tavalon after running away. Like, you didn't oh, get yeah. punched enough. Yep. Uh, so, I she mean, just I, put it all I like out there. this. Yeah. I like the blunt honesty. Yep. Mm -hmm. She's like, look, I don't like you, but here's the thing. You're in that position, and I respect that position. So, here we are to serve you i mean i like it because by a lot of things we're still doing this extra training to become real eyes to die blah 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 but it's yeah. shady how everybody's kind of working behind your back you're the armament we're going to serve you yeah. yeah i like it i mean even her her maid servant was like you're kind of slothish you're still sleeping i can't believe you're not ready to go i can't believe you're gonna wear that clothes and not these clothes like everybody around her is just doubting her capacity and our capabilities. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're just straight and, up trying to manipulate her. 
yeah. Or, or actually just straight up manipulating her or yeah. like disregarding her status. So it, it, yeah. it really is embarrassing. So then, you know, these two come out and they're like, you know, we, you are the Amberlin seat. Like, that's it. And, yeah. you know, we see what's happening. The direct quote, we can see what's happening. Some of the sisters think you're Shiriam's puppet, but most believe you're Ramonda or Lalani's and that they tell you where and when to step. It is not right. I left the tower because of what Elida did wasn't right. They raised you to Amalyn, so I am yours. If you will have me, if you can trust me without the oath rod, you must believe me. And yeah. she's like, in in her internally, she's kind of giggling at all. She's like, is this a joke? Like, are they serious? Yes. Yeah. But but again, so all right. So they they give the oath, right? And then let's skip after that. <laughs> Where they're like, okay, uh, and now because of the things I said to you, because you're Amelin, like, I need to be punished. So do you want to come up with a punishment, or should I just punish myself? And that thought never crossed Egwene's mind. That's why mm -hmm. I think from the reader perspective, it was refreshing the same way it was for Egwene. She's been surrounded by all these people that she has to sift through what they're saying to actually figure out what they're getting at or what their angle is. So even though these people just insulted her... Like you said, Chris, she was kind of laughing internally. Like she didn't recoil and like act insulted because she just appreciated the the honesty. So she's like, "I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna punish somebody who just told me the truth. That's stupid, right?" <laughs> mm -hmm. But I got yep. some jobs for you. <laughs> mm. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it sends them on the on the tasks, um, and that's how we end this scene um, uh, before Swan shows up. The only question I have, and, and we're really just going by vibes here, but Chris, do you think they're plotting or do you think like everything they said is 100% true and they're just frustrated with the situation? They think it's bullshit the way people are treating her, so they want to, you know, have her back. I, I really think they do have her back. Yeah. I'm kind of there on this one. Like if they were plotting, I feel like they wouldn't have gone out of their way so much. Yeah, and there were no hints in the text. It's not like they said something, but then Egwene noticed like a weird look in their face or a twin. No, nah, the weird looks were when they were hesitating and beating around the bush about getting to the the oath and and what would need to be said. Sure. She's like, "Come on now, let's let's get this taken care of." Yeah. Okay. That's really the only question I had from it, and I I, I kind of feel the same way. I, I feel pretty good about their intentions at this moment. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Um. So Swan shows up, uh, arrives late, complaining about uh, Eldine or whatever, the actual eyes and ears that shows up from the blues. Because, um, you know, Swan had a purpose. You know, she had taken over all that network. And then actually the the person shows up that was the person who ran the network. It's like, yeah, you did it all wrong. I'm going to take back over. You're not, you're not important. Go back to doing whatever you're doing. Yeah. Um, Once it, well, Remember initially when Swan came back, she like that was the only reason that kind of kept her in the circle. Right. We're yeah. really on the edge of the circle. If she right. didn't if she didn't have that, she wouldn't even have been on the edge of the circle. Mm -hmm. So, you know, she's trying to hold on to that desperately. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the plot thickens. Nothing too surprising here. Right. Yep. Um yeah, I mean, and she's coping with her her place in the hierarchy. I mean, that's that's the big big thing here is that you know, you've gone from being in a position where normally Armelins stay in office till they are till they die, 
So mm-hmm. you've gone from HBIC to nothing to kind of something because you had the power back, but not really full power. So it's kind of like, yeah, you're still man, whatever. Just go over there, Swan. We don't care. Okay, um, but we also find out things in these chapters that the Amberlin, so they're they have access to the records that not everybody has access to. Mm-hmm. So they have knowledge about the history of the Aes Sedai that nobody else has. So in Swan's position, even even when she wasn't able to channel, like why wouldn't you keep her as an advisor in the inner circle? When I found that out, that kind of I was like, all right, these. Every now and then the I said I do something and I'm like, yeah, that's smart. These people good. And then they do a lot of things where I'm like, that's dumb. Why? You know? And that just yeah. made me think about how dumb they are. Like if I had, if I was in any sort of leadership position, really doesn't matter the reason. If there's somebody that has knowledge that I could use and could possibly trust, like I would keep them close. I would at yeah. least give them the opportunity to give more information or more insight. Sometimes. I I would, but sometimes it can undermine your authority too. If the person that used to be in charge is right. still around. De- depends on your leadership style and abilities and, and how you play it. But I would find a way, even if they're locked in a prison cell and every now and then you go and talk to them about certain topics, something, but you, you use that resource. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would think. Agreed. Yeah. Anywho. And then Morel shows up. Um, she arrives and the queen realizes um, she has a hold over her because of oh, Shiriam has revealed about the Aes Sedai, uh, had sent uh, rumors about the tower and stuff like that. So um, I had this little scene with Morel, who we'll have more with Morel later. But <laughs> well, I mean, even even before this, like she she tells uh, what's her name pops up. Good lord, her name won't come uh, to my mind. Uh, Shiriam Swan no, Leanne Leanne. Swan. She has a nice okay. little conversation with Swan, and then she's like, "Hey, go get my horse. We're we're gonna go on a ride." Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. Homegirl pops up, and she's right. like, "Hey, you don't don't run away. I see you. Come back here." And she's like, "But mother, I have to. No, you don't, bitch. You're riding with me today." <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, anything with this short interaction before they go to go meet with Gareth? I think it was very surprising that um, Swan called the wise ones wilders with kind of a mm-hmm. almost disgusted and disdain. Yeah. yeah, like the wild, the wise ones are well beyond her knowledge mm-hmm. of the dream world. And who knows how strong they actually are. Right. And just because they didn't do things the way you would have had them do doesn't mean they're not just as good, if not better. But they weren't sure. tower trained and they channel, so they're wildlings. Like that's the that's no. the only category Swan has in her brain for Yeah, but she said it with disdain. Not like yeah. oh poor women, they're wilders. Like, ugh, wilders. Which surprised me. I was like, Swan, yeah. really? You really you literally come like from a fishing background. You're a blue collar worker. I mean, that's what it was like going to William and Mary. You know, when somebody told me how they struggled through organic chemistry, and I'd be like, "What school did you go to?" And they were like, "UVA," and I was like, "That bullshit." I do that to people. They say they didn't go to CMU. The worst one I saw was Adam's friend, our friend Adam from William Mary. His friends, because they all went to Georgetown Prep Preparatory Academy. Oh yeah, that's where he went high school. 
and all those guys went to Ivy League. So the fact that he went to William Mary was such a luscious school because they all went to Yale, Harvard, you know, oh, yeah, and yeah. like, and they, and I went to go hang out with all of them and they were so pretentious about it. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, William Mary. <laughs> You've been <laughs> trained, but you weren't actually trained. <laughs> Not at that Get out of your school. school. <laughs> yeah. like hey. That's what I did for the same piece of paper I got. Yeah, mm. I'll say then I got in the real world and it was like, it doesn't even matter. Who <laughs> 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 was our teacher in high school that had a Harvard certificate and like he would always brag about it? And oh, I can teacher, picture his face. Yeah. Um, Mr. He got a fight with the copy machine. That's all yeah. I remember about him. Yep. And That's he, all he I lost. remember. Is he literally he fought that thing. And <laughs> this was before, this was before Office Space. Like they probably yeah. wrote that scene about him. Yeah, I mean he was like all cut up. Like he came back from the nurse, like with band aids, and like what happens? Like I got oh, wow. to fight the copy machine. <laughs> like I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> PC load letter. What the fuck does that mean? Does that mean? <laughs> uh. Miss Mr. Willingham. Willingham is it? Oh Mr. yeah, Willingham? Mr. Willingham. Yeah, he did. He did model UN, didn't he? He did. Yeah, did model United Nations. <laughs> That's what it we went got. to IHOP. Went to IHOP, and uh, I just all I remember is I think we well we might we might have been either drunk or doing something else, and uh, we went to IHOP, and he ordered pancakes with dried nuts, and all I remember <laughs> yeah. so, I think it was you. It's like Mr. Willingham has dried nuts, and like it just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great. <laughs> They had that really? I I, I don't know. They probably don't know. He, <laughs> he made some comment about his nuts being dry, and I was not gonna let that go. <laughs> oh, this is I mean, this is years and years ago, so who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I had that quality back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> so. Although still when people go to IHOP and order the steak, I'm like, the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. Why, yeah. What are you doing? Waffle House order steak. <laughs> yeah, right. So the time I went to Denny's and I ordered the chicken because I didn't want to have breakfast. And oh, it, was half, it was half cooked. Like literally the only cooked one oh. side. Because they don't know how to cook it. They're like, shit, nobody's ordered this in really raw. Years. I took one bite and I was like, this is really true. I looked down and like the other side's completely raw. Not even, it hasn't even touched the pan. Like, I was uh. like, that's gross. <laughs> uh, Denny's. Um, the level of anger. All I'm, not, I'm not good at a restaurant. If you bring me something that is wrong, oh, and I don't get to make, Did they try to make me pay for it? And I got like really upset. I was like, no, I'm not I, like, I didn't eat it. I sent it back. He's like, well, do you want something else? I was like, no, I don't have an appetite no, now. Like, I don't want to eat. Absolutely. I don't want to eat. <laughs> Look, I'm not eating I, at this establishment. Like, <laughs> I made a girl of beat ups cry. Like, she thought I was like corporate management. Like, how do you not know your specials? And I start rattling them off. Go ask your manager if you have them. She comes back. She, you're right. We do have those. What about your drink? Well, first it was drink specials. You're right. Yeah. You do have those. All right. What about your wing specials? Which special sauce? I don't know. I have no idea. Go ask your manager. This is what it is. Dang. You're right. Oh my god. Are you? Yeah. I was. Chris, I wouldn't picture that with you. Yeah. No, I'm not. When it comes to service, if you come into my branch, I'm going to give you, you know, great service. You came to any one of my jobs, you're going to get great service. So when I'm spending money, there's my trigger. When I'm spending money, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I expect great service. Yeah, if you don't provide me with great service, I'll give you a chance to fuck up. I'll give you two chances. But on the third, 
then I'm just gonna have fun with you. <laughs> we go have a conversation. I'm now. still gonna give you a good tip too. I'm just gonna have a lot of fun with you. Yeah. Like, you'll probably start making side remarks like, "Oh, I remember my first day working." <laughs> oh, oh, you guys. This girl wasn't uh, her like a second week. Yeah. I feel bad a little bit, but so yeah, I started so, having too much fun. Yeah, so kind of the same you... way. Sorry. Yeah. No, go ahead. Egwene starts having fun with with, with our our friends. She's like. Hey, Muriel, uh, you're, you're going to ride with me. And that's when Gareth Bryn shows up and he's like, I yeah. need you to see some things. Yep. And he's, uh, but then also, uh, the bunch of Ice and I are now all around them because I guess it's Romanda and uh, Lelaine. They interrupt to complain about Delana, who wants a haul to condemn Elida as Black Aja. Like, there's like a bunch of like stuff yeah. going on on the side. It's you just got like, like a worded conversation going on and everybody's yeah. trying to pretend they yeah. don't see it and yeah they're so they're so they're trying to convince i guess the halt condemned elida as black asha and like they're like no <laughs> uh, it's not the way to go about it everybody here yeah. has read the crucible we know about the salem witch trials yeah. the inquisition yeah. you don't just announce inquisition, inquisition. some people are possessed by the devil and uh i'll know it when i see it and then somebody sneezes and you're like, devil <laughs> Yeah. Cover them in leeches. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah, drill yeah. a hole in their head. They sneeze. I love Egwene's answer to their back and forth bickering. So they're just going back and forth, back and forth about this, that, and the other, and how she should do this. And how she, she's like, when you've decided what I should say, then I can decide what to do. And yeah. they're like, dumbfounded. Yeah, y'all don't even got this figured out. You know, yeah. argue about it somewhere else and then come talk to me. Like yeah. absolutely dumbfounded. And then Garrett Brin steps in real smooth. He's like, Shall we go? Mother. Yeah, got something to show you. <laughs> I like yeah. so listening to this in audiobook form and then hear them bickering back and forth. I literally just got lost in the bickering and then just quit. And yeah, I feel like it that's was how annoying. yeah, I feel like that's how Gwen felt. She's like, God, here they go again. My head already hurts. I have too much to deal with. And then we have these two whining and complaining. All right, you two figure it out, and when you figure it out, you let me know. That's your task. Like, I'm out of here. Yeah, I'll do that she with the kids. Commanded sometimes. it. I would have so, commanded it. Yeah, it's so, my command that you stay in this bubble until you have worked it out and figured out what you guys are gonna do as a team to make yeah. this happen. Yeah. Sometimes all the kids will be bickering and fussing, and yeah, I try to let them work it out. Sometimes I'll intervene because I'll hear it. I'm like, all right, this conversation needs to be nudged in a certain direction. So let's encourage them to you know, speak to each other respectfully as they work it out. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they come up to me and everybody's shouting their version of the story at the same time. And I already determined like, it's not that big a deal and I don't care. And I'll just be like, sounds like y'all just need to go downstairs and figure this shit out by yourself. Cause I don't care. <laughs> y'all could choose to not play together anymore, or you could work this. I just, I'm, yeah. I, I'm tapping out. I'm done with it. Yeah. That, that's why I felt where Egwene was here. Just like, yeah, I don't, I don't even care. Just, yeah, exactly. Um, and then she asked Gareth to go over the plans for, you know, how are we going to handle Tarvala and what are they going to do with the army? Um, you know, and, you know, he talks about how he's going to handle the siege. So the biggest thing is the is the harbors. And we all know how important the North Harbor is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and South Harbor is important, he, too. People I was going to say, don't ignore like, South Harbor. Yeah, don't ignore South Harbor. He he brings it up. No. He says, you got you to gotta, you gotta worry about both of those. Um, you know, otherwise... Yeah. Well, you're not going to get very far with the, no, with the but, with, yeah, with and the you, you have to give immediate attention to the harbors, yes. but you also don't just go like 
full-on attack thrusting right off the bat. Yeah. You got to, you know, you get there, kind of like, yeah, ease into it and Mm -hmm. lower their defenses. And then, yeah, it's a subtle process. Maybe some honey, maybe a little honey. Uh, North Harbor, there. just, just a, little, a little tiny bit, <laughs> not too much. <laughs> so, what do you think about Gareth's plan? <laughs> Consider that no one's ever been able to take Tarvalon. Um, I mean, this is a broken Tarvalon, so he's gonna be able to do it. You think so? He's got Aes Sedai on his side. Yep. And I mean, if Egwene is smart, which we know she's not, but she should reach out to Rand and be like, hey, I think yeah, that's be part of it. I think that'll be part of taking Tarvalon. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I think there'll be some working with the either the Ashaman or with Rand directly. Yeah, I think it's going to be Ashaman. Like, I, I hate to say it because that's going to set a bad precedence, but at the same time, we're not going to see the Dark One defeated without men and women both working together. So. Yeah, in my opinion, at least. Yeah, and I mean, to the harbor point, like he mentions, I mean, the thing about the siege is you have to cut them off from food. That's how siege works. Yeah, starve them. And if the harbors are open, they're going to be able to still get food in. Like, yeah. So that's why Archer Hawkwing failed. Yeah, he he didn't complete the siege. So. Yeah, you gotta cut but also our our eyes to die now. They know how to travel and skim and all that jazz. So. Um, hmm. I, you know, that's a definite advantage. You know, they can get in and out of the storeroom and steal all their food and get out. That's what I would do. I burn it all from the you inside. Can send, out. You, can, you can send special special forces like it, it behind enemy lines with that kind of technology. Like, that's what I would in. do. Yeah, I would teleport in, just set a fire and teleport out. Yeah, open it up, shoot a fireball, close it, go back. Yeah, <laughs> that that would be the move. Yeah. I don't know if anybody thought about that. Hmm, sure. Actually, yeah, the way the way um, Egwene traveled with Lan, she didn't get out with him. She just opened it up, let him leave, closed it, and then went back. Well, so, she did get out, but did she, she get didn't out? Have to. Okay, right. I guess in my mind, this was it. Didn't have to. So, like, can't you just open up and go pshoom pshoom, and then close, and then head back? Yeah, you should be. <laughs> hypothetically speaking, as long as you knew where you were going, you should be able to. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I'd do. I'd let a bit of bunch of Trolloc, yeah. Yeah. You can, you, can fight, you can fight a battle from miles, miles away. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it's important to note when, even when she asked Gareth Brynn about this, he was kind of taken aback and he even said, he was like, wow, like nobody's actually asked me about this before. Mm-hmm. Like, and maybe, maybe this, maybe this is where, they start to make their connection and he starts to have a little bit more respect for her as a leader. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, they definitely make a connection. They give each other little googly eyes and a couple side yeah. winks and, mm-hmm. and then Gareth Brynn's like, I just want you to know, we're not here fighting for, you know, the Amelin per se. We're fighting for you as the, yeah, Amelin. right. We're fighting for Egwene Alvir. She's she's collecting pieces and pawns and knights and rooks. She's collecting everybody. She is not the Amelin. What triggered that? Was is. that Swans doing or? I'm telling you, she's Taviran. This whole only the boys are Taviran. Even Jordan. Tavirin. What a that's probably the biggest hole 
in his writing so far is insisting that it's only the boys. And then even when they're so far apart, like the pattern still pushes and pulls and tugs and wraps itself around uh, Nynaeve at times, but certainly Egwene. I mean, think about everything everything she's been through and how it shaped her perfectly to be what she needs to be in what situation. And come on. If you look that up, like def, look that up in the dic- dictionary and try and find one word to describe it, and it's Tavirin. <laughs> Although maybe, maybe Alan's playing the long game with us, and maybe the trouble is, um, we only have female Aes Sedai that are able to recognize Tavirin, and maybe they can only recognize men. But maybe there's later in the books there's male Aes Sedai that have that ability too to recognize Tavirin. And they only recognize the female Tavirin. So maybe they end up being Tavirin and we just didn't know this whole time. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And then Gareth's like, yeah, well, if you don't like the plans, come over here. I got to show you something. And that's how we end this chapter. Hey, check this out. You check this out. Mm. Has has our other Aes Sedai started acting super nervous yet? Or does that get in in the next chapter? The one that's about to get busted? Morel? Yeah. Uh, yeah, a little. It, I, like I the single that, beat of sweat. I think that's the next chapter. Next chapter. Just, yeah. Yeah, just kidding. yeah. Super nervous. So, all right. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. This might take more Chris than Alan because Alan didn't come prepared tonight. Um, so, Egwene and Swan, they don't know <coughs> what they're going to see. They just know that something's up, right? Correct. Because. When you listen right. to Morel talk and some of the other guys that I talk when they get there and everything unfolds, it's kind of like, oh, wow, you really know a lot. Like, you know everything. But Egwene and Swan are like, it seems like they're racing to put together what was actually going on up until the very moment that they discover it. Is yes. That... Okay. All right. So I'm not losing my mind. I thought like, I was like, did I fucking miss a chapter somewhere? No, I thought the same way. So, but we're, I think we're skipping ahead. Yeah, I did. I I skipped way ahead. Sorry. Chapter 12, a morning of victory. I don't know if there's that much of a, I guess it's a little victory. I I guess kind of sort of, but more importantly, the thing that Gareth Gareth Brand wanted to show them was about Talmanis. (laughs) Oh, gosh. You know, that didn't even (laughs) register for me. And I was about to say, why are you jumping straight to land? I just, this show is just reaching all time low. To be honest. But at least he's actually in these chapters when you talk about him. Yeah, he, he, at least he's talked about. He's not, he's yeah, not actually he's, there. He's mentioned. He's, just, he's mentioned. He's, he's nearby. He's nearby. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, and, and Tomas is concerned about, about a going things and, and, they're actually really upset with Gareth that they've been talking to Talmanis because they I guess they they viewed the red the band of the red hand as dragon sworn and that they're just problems um, and that they, they need to be dealt with eventually and that we should be talking to them. So it's it's crazy. So Gareth Brand, obviously, he has experience dealing with royalty and he has experience dealing with Aes Sedai. Um, so I. I applaud him for him being able to keep his cool, but still make his points, but not try to, you know, die on any particular sword. He's just kind of casually like, well, you know, we're kind of camping next to 10,000 of these guys. I kind of figured it'd be a good idea to stop by and say hello. 
you know, mm-hmm. and, and and see what they're up to sort of thing, which in reality is very true, whether he does it himself or sends emissaries or whatever, like you don't get these two factions camping next to each other and not communicate. That's a horrible idea. Right. But uh, the Aes Sedai that's flipping out, is it the one who gets Mor- in? That's Morel. Yeah, mm-hmm. Morel. She's being a royal. Pfft. She's more pissed that he did it. Like, right. I don't think it's just that somebody talked to the dragon sworn. It's that, why would you do it? Like, that's clearly something we should be handling or like, mm-hmm. you know, who are you to go talk but the to? The fact that she had the audacity to say something. Yeah. yeah I, I'm, You have the Amelina right there. I was like, yeah, I think it's just stepping out of her. She's trying to like sidetrack the conversation off mm-hmm. of herself. Oh, yeah. Still. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, um, and Egwene knows the band's not a threat. I mean, it's Matt's it's Matt's army, and and Egwene knows Matt and knows it's not a threat. Um, Correct. But the other well, she, doesn't know that. She believes she knows Matt, and she believes he's not a threat. <clears throat> right, and she also believes I think that she, she knows Matt. And the fact that she thinks that Matt, there's no way that Matt actually is the, really the general because there's no way Matt knows anything about war. Right, but she's slowly getting hints that there might be more to Matt. That, that's right. why I add that she thinks she knows Matt, but she's slowly figuring it out. Yeah. And Matt's army, the band of the band is growing as it sits there. Like more and more people are going over to, to, to the art, to that army. And, and that's a little worrisome for Bren, but he's, you know, it's, it's just, you know, my army's grown too, but you know, it's how things will be here. You know, someone that says neutral is not going to win out. You know, they're going to pick sides. So people coming right. by see two armies uh, thinking they're about to square up, even if they're not going to square up. Um, you know, it's better to pick a side than just stay neutral because then you don't get any of the spoils. Um, it's like when I when I moved to Alabama, and I was like, "Hi, my name's Ian. I just moved here. It doesn't matter who I was talking to. The first question is Roll Tide or War Eagle. Got to pick one. Who are you rooting for? All burned Alabama. And with the longest time without picking, and that just made enemies on both sides. Like they both hated me. So, you know, yeah, got to got to choose. You roll, you roll Tide or War Eagle. Uh, it depends on who I'm around. If I'm around a bunch of Alabama fans, I'll go war damn Eagle. And if I'm around a bunch of Auburn fans, I'll be like roll tide. <laughs> and then I bounce back to the Alabama fans and I'm like, just one second. It's all you need. Just one second. <laughs> around some uh, Auburn fans be like, how's that tree doing? They're like, oh, too soon, too soon. Too soon, too soon. Uh, Get out some Falcons fans and say 28 to three. 28 to 3. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's about the same thing. Uh, good times. Um, yeah, so, um, you know, uh, we learn about the size, you know, and Matt's reputation as well. Um, and that's something that Egwene's kind of having a hard time dealing with, you know. Um, She's like, wait, least, my Matt? Really? Yeah. Matt? Has the, 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 they talk about, you know, Matt's luck, and that's the reason why they all join. Is that, you know, they fight for Matt's luck, and Matt, you know, he's the luckiest person. He never loses battles. They're like, what? <laughs> Wait, he fought <laughs> battles? <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and, you know, and just keeps on digging in, threatening him even more until Egwene finally just tells her, shut up. Uh, and then quietly just says, like, okay, can you might meet Tamana, not meet with him again, Tamana's just to make people have pretty sure you know everything you need to know at this point so So we're we're not going to do anything to you we just we want you to leave it be like it's just 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 let's move on yeah we we don't need any more of this i can't imagine like why this chapter was an hour long on ebook i was like there's there's really not enough i only have one thing to talk about 
<laughs> we're getting there. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, he tells her that Rand has gone and swore, swear to Elida, um, but she's not able to say whether it's true or not. Um, you know, and, and well, no, nah, didn't she just say it's not true? And can I send some people your way yeah. to spread the word? Yeah, Egwene knows it's not true. And right. She kind of la- she kind of laughs it off, like right. very confidently knows it's not true. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, and she agrees to send sisters into the army camp uh, to reassure the men there that it's not true. Uh, and yeah, uh, and that's when he tells her that the army will serve her until uh, you know. And and that's when Gareth leaves. Uh, you know, says, "Yeah, we're here to serve you." And I think we talked about that last chapter a little bit, but yeah. And quite literally, I'm here to serve you, not not the animals. hall, not yep. not definitely not Swan. Like we're here for you. Got your back, especially after this ride. He's like, Um, mother, the rest of the Aes Sedai are annoying the living shit out of me, but Mm. you're cool, so (laughs) this buds for you. Yep, and then we get to uh, the uncomfortable part that they're probably waiting for because you know, Gwade's curious. This, you know, Morel seems like she's hiding something, she's like super nervous. This is where uh, even sees a bead of sweat. Yeah, a and, single and bead of sweat. And Swan suspects something too. Like they're all like kind of like, what are you up to? Yeah. And then eventually they're taken to a tent. And lo and behold, there's Land Mandragoran. Lands Mandragon. <laughs> she tried to get away though. She's like, let's over there. There's a nice waterfall. Let's go to the waterfall. Let's go to the waterfall. Let's talk about this. Let's avoid the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. tries to she tries to play it off right up until the bitter end. Um, yeah, I will say it was um, and it was supposed to be a little bit heartbreaking seeing Land like this. You know, it's been a while since Moraine left us and Land mm-hmm. left the story. Um, I think also I having watched it, heartbroken at all. If I'm being honest with you, like he was a badass from the, from the very minute we saw him. Well, you don't think that he was, or you as the reader weren't? I as the reader. I, I oh, like, gotcha. Land. Yay! And I, I mm-hmm. remained happy because I could tell Land that he was a little yeah, different. He'd definitely been through some things. He was still the same old Land. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like the way they describe, like it's even even they were saying it's almost unfair. Uh, you know, if if a warder dies, yeah, that's something that the Aes Sedai grieves through, but generally they could get through and they can kind of keep it together. And then every now and then they cry on their own. But as a warder, if your Aes Sedai dies, like almost, almost always they, they end up just charging into battle or, you know, but doing it's, something it's that like gets themselves killed. Because away from your source. Not just that, but it, well, the way it's described is like a big piece of them dies. Like That's they experience the You death. get ripped away from Sidene. Yeah. So... Am I saying the right one or side R? Side R. Side yeah. R. Side R. I said the wrong one. Yeah. But to but like know you were connected through her to the the one power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But and and then you had that bond with her, mm-hmm. and not just her with Moraine. I f- I feel like um, there's probably a lot of connections between Isodine and Water that are special, but I just feel like theirs was kind of one of those on a different level. Um, heck, maybe considering what land went through in his childhood and you know who his family was and who he was supposed to be and what was going on uh we'll probably find this out reading um what's that, what's that extra new spring. new spring but i i would i would suspect you know it's possible 
Moraine saved land by bonding him in the first place. Mm-hmm. I mean, from whatever life he would have lived without her, just constantly fighting the blight and having nothing to live for with, you know, most of his family, well, his family gone and everything. So anyways, I just, it was for me a little bit heartbreaking seeing this. Like I was happy to mm-hmm. see him and the way they described, like he just leaps out in his underwear, doing his sword forms like perfectly mm-hmm. and swatting grasshoppers that fly behind him. And you're like, okay, still a badass, but you know, the descriptions of the look on his face and everything it's, I mean, he is, he's tortured right now. Yeah. He's, he's struggling. And the great pissed because, you know, passing a bond without consent, it, they tend to rape. I mean, it's like, yeah. Yeah. Swan's more pissed. Yeah, Swan's Egwene, pissed. Egwene understands that I said, I sees it as like rape and everything. And she's not pleased about it, but Swan super pissed about it yeah well yeah it also like doesn't help that it's her you know best friend that did this to him Mm -hmm. yeah oh i didn't even think of i didn't even make that connection but yeah if you take it from from the show standpoint it's her lover that did it but you know take it from the book standpoint it's her best friend that she trusts the most that did this to him Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah and Egwene's a little more happy, at least I guess silver linings, when she learns that Morel intends to pass the bond to Nynaeve uh, when Nynaeve's ready. Um, yeah. yeah, a little yet bit a, of silver lining. But, yeah. yet, an, yet, yet another moment where like, so this Aes Sedai was chosen because this Aes Sedai has experience with trying to recover warders or whatever we want to call this after their Aes Sedai are lost. Um, so you would think this is the best place for them. <laughs> But another example of like our Aes Sedai just not knowing what's best. And Egwene just seeing through it right off the bat and be like, oh, well, I know exactly what needs to be done here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, do you have the book open, Chris? Because the line that she gives about why she's sending him to Nynaeve. Are you anywhere near that? Yeah. Hold on a second. I would paraphrase and butcher it, but it was it best best line of these two chapters. There's the part where I see you're working them hard. A water isn't a well, he's well, he's looking. We'll just we'll say most of y'all listening have read the book, so you know. But Egwene makes a decision, nope, sending him to Nynaeve right now. Yeah, and they're like, Oh, he's not ready, he's not ready. And she's like, No, you don't understand. Like, oh, I'll start looking if if it doesn't pop out to you, Chris. Oh my gosh, it was so good. Yeah, she, that's where that's what she says. I mean, she comes to the idea. Just that's what oh. he needs. Um, Let's see if you get it before I do. We're just gonna have some Alan. You can talk about Tamanis yeah. for a couple seconds. Okay. Yeah. So there's this guy named Tamanis that is amazing. He's so dreamy. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> the way he has his head shaved, you know, the full front of half, half of his head is shaved, and it's uh, his Kyrian. Yeah. Um. No. Um. Also, during all this, this is when uh, 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 Niseo, Niseo, I can't pronounce that right, Uh, she snaps at Swan, uh, tries ordering Swan around, but is ignored um, during that whole. There's one thing you have not, there's one thing you have not been able to do, give him a task so important that he has to stay alive to carry it out. That's what the final element, or that was the final element. Supposedly, it works better than the rest. To him, Nynaeve's safety is important. He loves her, Muriel, and she loves him. And then she's yeah. like, that explains. And then she starts to blush. 
<laughs> because clearly um she uh did some other things she with him. Definitely did some other things with him to try to break him. <laughs> and um there's some legitimate rape there going on. Yeah. Including some biting and and oh everything. yeah. Because at that point, like Egwene looks at him and then she's like, Is is that a bite mark on the back of his neck and on his chest and his stomach? And and where does that last one lead? So this is this is how Nynaeve gets through her block. It's it's gonna be the Hulk moment. And they're going to be like, how'd you finally learn to channel without being angry? She's like, that's my secret. I'm always I'm fucking always angry. angry. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, somebody raped her man and bit his neck. Oh, yeah. She about to dice some people up. Because it's not going to be gone in the five days it takes him to get from where he's going to where he will be. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what, yeah. though, that that line and you, you nailed it, Chris. Thanks for knowing what was on my mind there. Um, Got to be able to give him a mission that, you know, is important enough to keep him alive like recognizing that he's in this desperate state right now and of course nothing you're doing is working you're trying to cater to him and he doesn't care enough about him at this point to stay alive that's what he's that's what he's battling he's trying to find a reason to keep going and all the reasons you're giving him are not going to cut it and i don't know not to get it not to get all depressive or anything but there's certainly been times in my life where like you know my getting up in the morning, my going to work, my putting one foot in front of the other had nothing to do with me. <laughs> it was, you know, for kids or family or whatever. And we, we've all been there to some extent. So like, I felt that and I felt that for land. So I hope it turns out good. It could also be a giant cluster fuck when he shows up there with Nynaeve. But I I do believe Egwene's right. This is enough to to keep him alive at the moment. You know, yeah, at least I mean, give him every- a mission, give him a task. Yeah. <laughs> Every single morning, all, all men really need is a good task. Yeah. Every single morning of my life, the only reason I get up when I do is because of my kids. Yeah, I, I feel so, you. Yeah. Uh, man, I yeah. find that when my wife is awake and up, I get up a lot quicker. Yeah. It's like, no, she. I can't have that. If she's up, I'm up. I, I, I find when my my kids are up before my alarm goes off at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I get up because I don't have a choice. <laughs> Gosh. Let me let me tell you, jumping back to personal life, the worst part of my schedule right now is when I get up to get ready to go to work, I get up a solid hour before everybody else. So my getting ready routine is just me. But I got to be extra quiet, you know, because Meredith's still sleeping, trying to tiptoe around, have that morning coffee. And as I'm going out the door, that's when they're just starting to wake up. So I don't even see anybody yeah. in the morning. And that's yeah, that's miserable. Yeah. My kids get wake up super early. It's it's annoying actually at this stage in life. But you know, the alarm clock goes off super early. Oh yeah, it's snooze button, man. Love it. Oh, it's from <laughs> six o'clock all the way to almost nine o'clock. Excuse God. Like, there, there was one night where I was like, cut it off. Like, cut it off. Like I just want to sleep thirty minutes. Before I had kids, now, 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 because I have babies in the house, I can't have it. I used to have an alarm clock that actually you have to like. It's the only way I can get up. Like I'm the worst at waking up. Like I'm probably like Chanel. Like I will just, I'll, I'll subconsciously turn off alarms. Like and don't even remember going off, off, but you turn your ears off towards it, so you don't. Yeah, even hear it. <laughs> and it's I wake up and it's just missed alarm. Like I was like, oh, I guess it went off, but yeah. but there was. <laughs> There's one they have it actually runs away from you. Like you have to catch oh. it. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. 
<laughs> like it's actually mobile. It goes off your shelf and goes to the floor and starts running around the room, like rolling around the room. You have to go catch it. Oh, it's, uh, I can't do that. I can't do that because I own guns. <laughs> 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 and I got one right next to where I sleep and I would not get out of bed. <laughs> practice, target practice. <laughs> There'd be holes in the floor. <laughs> You send it back to the company, be like, yeah, it broke. And they're like, uh, there's a nine millimeter uh, round in here. That's- now, I will say, I back in my old townhouse, I had a digital thermostat. And I'm one of those weird people that I can tell when it's off by two degrees in my apartment. Really, a degree, yeah. and I can no, tell. I feel you. Yeah. But if it's two or three degrees hotter... I am awake and I am angry. I'm like, why is it so hot in here? Why am I sweating? Not really sweating, but I feel like I'm sweating. Yeah. Like, yeah. It went from 66 to 69 in here. Arr, or 63 <laughs> to 67. That 69 always gets you riled up. Yeah, yeah it's like, always. it's like, so like, that's why I don't understand how people do Celsius. Do you have like point something on there? Like for, for the rest of the world, it's yeah, not American. A one, de- a one degree adjustment, that'd be a lot. It's, it's a huge yeah. difference. So like 22 degrees Celsius is 69 degrees Fahrenheit to 72. That's a huge difference, guys. So like, huge. Uh, and, and yeah, and my third set to 69 to 72, like that's fighting and just fine. There's, there's, there's. <laughs> I could sleep at 69 oh, yeah. and below, but over 69, I will not fall asleep. Oh no. Uh-uh. But, I'll be okay, miserable. So, that, so do you sit, is there like a 22.5 or 0.3 or like, how does that work? I need to yeah, know. we need an answer. Those of you we that are <laughs> in the white, like, how do y'all do it? Yeah, because that's that's not acceptable. <laughs> unacceptable. Uh, so, yeah, advantage of the imperial system. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's yeah. I, I don't know how they do it because that's it's a huge difference. Um, so um, where are we? Because now I'm stuck on on, on Celsius. Uh, We're calling Mandarb over, and she's getting ready to scheme him across the world. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So get that. Um, uh, now before that, there's something else. Yeah, this is when Egwene tells Land uh, that Nani is in danger and Ebudar needs protection. He agrees to go immediately, like no hesitation at all. Like, okay, I'll go. No, and like and everybody else, everybody like, else. I love like, her no, and no, I no, miss no. her. It's time for me to go. Yeah. <laughs> he got all that uh, extra booty. He's like, you know, I drove the Ferrari. It's time to get get, get to the, yeah. the Volkswagen, the BMW. Like the Ferrari was yeah. fun while it lasted, but and Egwene gets a little confirmation. There's there's a look in Land's eye. When she says that Nynaeve's in danger and needs him, and he has like that—I don't know if it's a worried look or like a oh shit look or whatever—but there, there's a look he gives where she's like, "Okay, yeah, this is, this is, yeah. a, this is definitely a mission he's he's into." Yeah, <laughs> and that was good. And, and this is also when Niseo uh, Niseo and uh, Morel are, are told that you know Land loves Nynaeve and Nynaeve loves and, and Niseo is just like, "I don't believe that." Land doesn't love anyone. Like she probably loves him. Yeah, sure. Like, yeah, everyone. Loves Every, everyone everybody's everyone tried to him. get some of Land. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shit, I tried. I tried biting him. Five. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. yeah. nah. He, he doesn't love her. Um. And, Little do they know. Yeah, and Egwene's having none of it, so she's like, no, nope, no. Nope. And said, so, in fact, you know what? The extra lessons for Nicola, they're, they're, you're done. No more of that. We're, we're done there. Uh. Uh, yeah, starts ordering them around. Um, Swan realizes that you know, Nicola and Ardia must have discovered land and blackmailed the two Aes Sedai. Uh, 
So Swan's all pissed off. There's lots of stuff going on here. Um, Egwene's it, like, that's not new. They they do that thing. They that's yeah. what they do. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yo, and and, and Swan's it, re- Swan's response is like, so I guess we're gonna kill him. Okay. <laughs> well, that, and that was much <laughs> got, later. Much later. Yeah. First we had the the little moving land over over yeah then yeah, yeah. Make, makes the gateway to skim over uh talk about how everyone has different platforms they make you know whatever she uses and, a wooden barge yeah and how it's it's the safest place to communicate with someone is actually on one of those skimming platforms because unless you have the exact same weave no one else can come there even a forsaken can catch them there yeah and there's which like is, no way to get it perfectly yeah, the same which is interesting I, uh concept yeah. i think that's where we really catch on to the fact that um, by the way, it's almost like a light wave or a sound wave, like you gotta be on the same wave. But anyway, where we really see that Lan really is himself, he just doesn't want to be bothered. Yeah. Like oh, he yeah. went through his sword forms and kind of showed off a little bit and you know, sweat a little bit, had beads going, had the women fawning over him, but that was just because he didn't want to be bothered. My my favorite was when Egwene's like giving him all of his like all the info he needs to know. And she's not sure if he's listening. She's like, Lan, are you listening? And he's like, Yeah, yeah, naive at this house. Stubborn. <laughs> like I like I didn't already know that. The queen. Yeah. So like <laughs> stubborn he, as if I didn't already know. Yeah. So he was definitely listening. Mm-hmm. That was that was I'll very, tell her everything she needs to know. You see, I listen. Yeah. Everything she needs to know. Not everything, but everything she needs to know. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's like five yep. or six days. I can make it faster. She will be yeah. safe, I promise. So how I get you there right now? I think I think Lan, I think Lan does the he's not gonna run right in and be like, Nynaeve, I'm here. He's gonna stay incognito, he's gonna stay oh, in yeah. the shadows, he's gonna learn as much about the situation as he can without being known, and he's gonna come in as like the rescuer. Like Correct. something's mm-hmm. gonna go down and he's gonna bust out of nowhere and just chop 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 chop. Well, he be, gives yeah. Egwene a good nugget right away. He's like, You have a hold on Muriel and uh Nassau now, do not let them argue with you. By your command, mother, the watch is now done. Mm. He's like, I'm gone to do what I need to do to be the person I want to be with. You get these women in check. Yep. Like, so I Lan- love the confidence he has in her. He's like, I'm sorry for bringing you've come such a long way from Evansfield. He's like, I feel sorry for you, but at the same time, you've grown a lot. Yeah. And apologizes mm-hmm. directly, like, for bringing them from Emmonsfield, but like wish, wish I never brought you wish I'd have left you there. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry. This is your life now, but yeah. good luck. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, so drops land off. She returns. And when she gets back, uh, Nisa has threatened Swan. Um, mm. So Gwen's like immediately is like, okay, time to, time to put the hammer down. And uh, yeah. And boy, does she. Whew. She's like, all right. She's like, you know what? Y'all are going to swear fealty to me. No shortcuts, no roundabout ways. You are going to get on your knees. Well, yep. and, and is at, well, so at first she's like, all right, so how this should play out is I go back, we tell everybody, and even Swan saying, yeah, you're probably going to lose your warders. That'd be a great punishment for what you did, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and Egwene's like, yeah, but that's a lot of hassle in that. So I could just not tell anybody. But then, man, I just feel like there needs to be something to balance that equation. What could possibly make you beholden to me? I know. Mm-hmm. Swear fieldy to me. 
And even Swan's like, what? And everybody's like, what? And then one, like, one of the two eyes no, and I goes, done that. <laughs> yeah. But you could tell the eyes and I that like <clears throat> truly loves her warders. Cause she didn't even think twice. She was like, Hey, shut up. Let's take this deal. Like that's, yeah. this is, I don't even know where we're arguing about this. Let's just do it. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. And they do. They, they, they reluctantly, but they swear fealty. Um, Yep. yep. Um, and on top of that, you have to treat Swan like you would treat me. Yep. Yeah. And it, yeah, yeah, you're gonna serve Swan whatever command she gives. It's as if it's coming from, from me. From me. But Yet you another... tell nobody. Right. Yet another point where Swan's like, "What? Swan's like, I thought uh, she hated me. We fought so much. Me, you, me, and, and Nynaeve. All of us. We fought so much. But you love me. You really love me." She's like, I don't understand, but I like this. <laughs> it's like, yep, yeah. And I guess it ends with, um, you know, uh, her going um, on return. Swan tells Nicola and Arlen the previous blackmail attempt about that and tells her uh, not to have them killed. Um, no, but that's then, where Swan. That's where Swan is like, oh, seems like these two are about to have a little accident. A little. Uh -huh. We're about right. to have a little whoopsie daisy. <laughs> and and like, no, Egwene, no, 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 no. Egwene no, no, feels no. so bad. She's like, the fact that I understand what you're saying just shows how far I've gone. Yeah. Uh -huh. It's like, yep. if we start doing that, where are we going to stop? Everybody I disagree with, I'm just going to have them off. Like, no, nah, we can't be doing that. Yep. Look, she's like, and that's why the White Tower is so small now. Yep. And then the last thing oh, is, is she sends White them Tower to... is small because it's winter and it's cold out and shrinkage is real. Okay. <laughs> very, very true. Very true. Have you not seen that Seinfeld episode? Yeah. No. Yes, shrinkage yes, is real. <laughs> so at the very end, she sends uh sends them to uh, go get Sherium and Morel and all the rest of the group and send them all to the Airman study because uh, she plans on making them all swear fealty now. So she's like gonna make everyone swear to her. That's that's her that's her thing now. She's like, all yeah. right. Everyone with, with a knee. side, side note. the knee. <laughs> yeah. Side note, like she concluded on the whole labeling Elida, uh, black Aja. She's like, no, we're, we're tabling that shit. Yeah. So plus bend the knee, I guess the bend plus, the knees plus, more exciting. Plus, 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 Sorry. Yeah. But does she ever get to that point? Because we have a Lima walk in. That's her. That's her thought process oh, in yeah. her head. I don't it know is. if that's. Yeah, we do well, have Halima walk in too. Halima walks in. She's like, hey, you look stressed. You look like you have that headache again. Have a seat. Oh. Stress caressing her body. Here we are all alone in this room. What do we know about Halima? Oh, well. So, so you're saying these head massages aren't actually relieving her. That's part oh, of the control. No, that's part of the mind control. That's the Turkish delight? Yes. Because you can channel, or you can channel sliding. Yeah. And she would not even know it. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't would know. not even know. And he is manipulating her. Dun, That's dun, crazy. Dun. So we have the Amarlin being controlled by a male forsaken. A male forsaken. In a female body. Say sure. them. Shim. Yeah. Shim's doing yeah. it. And like, at, you know, at the same time, running concurrently as her getting like this head massage to soothe her tension. We know that there's literally a fight going on right now that she should be attending to like mm -hmm. shut things down. And yeah, she's kind of like drifting off to sleep. Yep. Mm -hmm. She's about to lose all control. Well, she needs some sleep. So maybe that's a yep. good thing. Maybe yeah. this Forsaken's just helping her out. 
Yeah. Mm, sure. Gosh, that's a slippery slope. So if she gets all these people to swear fealty to her, but then she's under the control of a forsaken. Who are they really ser- serving? Who are they giving mm-hmm. fealty to? Mm-hmm. Sure enough. So oh, it's always the masseuse. Oh, look, they do wonderful things. I, I give them all my money. I don't have money. They they are I'm magical. Money. They're magical. Yeah. Well, I'm still working on the getting the VA to cover a couple of those a month. So Yeah. My insurance used to cover uh, therapeutic massaging, and it was amazing. The yeah. one I had two months Oof. ago, dude. It was great. Uh, yeah. I went to a chiropractor that had a, 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 a on staff the, uh-huh. a sport, sports medicine uh, massage therapist that liked a deep yep. tissue, and it was amazing. Oh, Have you had stripping yeah. before? I've had uh, the ones where they like climb all over you and like bend you in different ways to so, like really kick out different, like almost like chiropractic, but it's like right. stripping is deep tissue times 10. Ooh. Like they literally tell you, you will not be able to walk for a few minutes. Like you can't, and you will hurt for days. And but all the things that it does to you, so good. Come on, baby, make it hurt so (laughs) So good. good. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, massages don't feel like they should, baby. Hurt so good. Anyway, um, anything else from these chapters? No, a lot of love for Lan. Okay, that's your favorite character. Uh, honestly, it it might still be a Gwen. Oh, um, you would take the fest one. It's, but I'll I I will say Lan because y'all know me. I love me some Lan. If you're not sure how much I love Lan, listen to us on the Feather Mountain podcast. <laughs> I, I confessed everything there. <laughs> confessed your deep love for Lan yeah. and Dragon. <laughs> Gosh, if I had Lan and Ahsoka Tano in the same room, I wouldn't know what to do. I would just, hmm. I'd be frozen. It'd be like trying to decide at the McDonald's dollar menu. Like, what do I want? <laughs> I want it all. <sighs> Good times. So, yeah. Land's your favorite. Uh, Chris, are you going with Egwene? Egwene is it? You know, I'm wondering when we're going to get another good Egwene chapter. Like, this next mm-hmm. chapter is clearly not about Egwene. I, okay. I just I want to know, is she being controlled? Mm. How disappointing. Like, Egwene is really... It's not like she's rounding a corner like she was a bad character before, but her growth here is, like, starting to become exponential. So you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the, mas- the head massage is coming in, and you're like... Oh no! Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the timing could not be worse or yeah. better. Well, I don't yeah. know. Depending on who you are, yeah. Depending on which side you're, you're on. the dark one. Yeah, like it's great so, time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, well, next time we'll do in two chapters. Um, chapter thirteen and fourteen, the Ball of Winds. She cannot and- catch a break. I'm sorry. She's literally been captured by the sunshine, locked up. Like she has been manipulated after manipulated after manipulated. I'm going to be so upset for her if I am right. And she's being (laughs) manipulated again and being controlled. The wise ones convinced her to, to ask for the ass whooping of her lifetime. That's how beat down she is. And she keeps getting beat on either. She's going to be the strongest by the end or, they're gonna break her. 
I don't know if she can. I don't. I don't point. think she'll break. She's not ill. But <laughs> I, mean, I do. All, all, I do <laughs> think. Yeah. When she when in she all, comes in, out of this. Yeah. She's, she's, she's pretty much right. I mean, she's not IEL, all but in name. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's, Remember, it's, she got that. She got that channel in that not a lot of female uh, channelers have. She can fling earth and stuff. So, oh yeah, she she can. she's yeah. when when she finally snaps out of whatever she's snapping out of, and she gets to take it out on whatever Forsaken's been messing with her. God help them; they're gonna get buried under a mountain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. So two chapters, 13, 14, the bowl of winds and white plumes. All right. Out? Someone is gassy and then they elect a new Pope. <laughs> well, it you know, I think this, this first chapter is the throw is completely off. They're not really going to find the bowl of winds at all. Uh, Maybe they used to be my, this is my trivia team name. If it, if it smokes, it popes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That's my trivia team name. Chris, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't throw us for a loop. Uh, but at least it's gotta be a, a Nynaeve Elaine chapter. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if we're gonna get our reunion with Land this quick. Like I said, I think he's gonna draw that out. Land seems like the type to get the lay of the land. We have well, in. and you're you're forgetting one other person. Avienda. Oh yeah, and Matt. And Matt. Matt. Yeah. All sorts of goodies could I feel happen like- with this crew. We have we're at this point where we're not gonna see Perrin again for a while. Okay. We're not gonna hear from Rand again for a while. Okay. And we're just gonna be sitting back. I think we'll get some really good Avienda chapters. I think we're really gonna mm. finally get the point of view we want. And yeah. we're gonna find out whether or not she really is pregnant. Preggers. Maybe that's the bowl <laughs> of women. Maybe like that's, that's she's just really, like you said, really bad gas from the baby now, and it's going to be a baby boy, and this is going to be one of the things that requires male and female channelers, and they're trying to figure it out. And then the baby boy channels from her belly to help them work the bowl. Mm. That would be cool. Interesting. Rand's unborn son assists them in fixing the weather. Okay. Huh. Interesting. I'm not going with that theory, but... Okay. Steak dinner. All right. Bet. Steak dinner. Steak dinner. <laughs> I'll take you up on that one. <laughs> Some really nice places around here. If you don't know. Oh yeah, there actually are. Um, I got in trouble in Charlotte one time with a previous company because I uh, tried to expense a steak dinner there, and they said no. <laughs> <laughs> they got that expense report. They're like, like no, <laughs> like we're not paying for that. I was like. Uh, I'll try. How about half <laughs> of it? You must, you must split it with me. Exactly. I, was a, I was on a business trip. Uh, you know, you didn't tell me what my per diem was, so I just went and ate, and I ate, ate really well. Six forty-eight. Any fees? See what happened. Uh, good times. All right. Um. Yeah. Anything else before I go and finish up? Wrap it on up. No. All right, Land Alan. Alan's favorite character is Tamanis, and yes. wrap it up. Yeah, Land better have wrapped always, it up. Always, yeah. always, always. Uh, yeah. So, um, uh, did they did they have up to, Did they have condoms back then? I guess they were. They probably did. I mean, they were yeah, uh, interesting. The, the sheepskin. Yeah. Sheepskin. Well, I mean, like, yeah, but in Roman times, they didn't even have to use it because they had that. What was the name of the flower? Uh, we talked about it in the podcast before. There was a flower um, oh, that, yeah, that, that, that went extinct. Um, that the Romans had that 
worked as a mm-hmm. contraceptive. Yeah. Anyway, hey, well, um, we're saying, but one, we know it's really bladder and guts. Yeah. One last thing, uh, Chris, are you willing to co-sign on an honorable mention for Gareth Brynn? Yes, actually, I, don't, I, I, I can't co-sign. believe I forgot him. He was Joe Cool during this, but I. He was getting ringed down. He was like, "Yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, 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 ma'am. Yes, okay, sure. Yep." A whole time he's like looking out the countryside, like, "Damn, I wish he'd just shut the fuck up." And it like the the eyes to die in general are just kind of pestering him almost and undermining him, or at least they would if they could. But he just keeps driving forward, doing what he knows, and and not only that, he he has increased the size of his army. Made friends with the band essentially, like, yep. and has literally gotten thousands of swords. Yeah, and then drops a nod to Gwen, be like, "I'm here for you, for you." Yeah, so good, a strong honorable mention for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, how we can be found um, is at the Um, Yeah, all links are there. Go check it out. Go to the website. That that's where you find everything. You find our social media, you find Discord, you find Patreon, merch, all that fun stuff. Go buy our merchandise. Silphium. Cool. What did you say? Your plant, Silphium. Silphium. Okay, cool. I was just trying to look that up too. Silphium. Yeah. <laughs> so that's if you want to look Y'all's it up. assigned FBI agents are like, what the fuck are they looking up now? <laughs> <laughs> My Google search is so weird. It's uh I'm not <laughs> to have anybody signed to me yeah. if they ever went through you're, your friends you're friends with me and alan so trust me you have your own fbi agent chris <laughs> oh yeah well that yes yeah, yeah. yes <laughs> I, I know i know i do um i mean just because of relatives but yeah um yeah but anyway um so yeah um go check out our website and uh like everything go ahead and give us a review you can review us on our website too our on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. But remember uh, what Grandma says. If you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. No, we like the bad ones. I like the bad ones. I like the bad ones better than the good ones. We've had a couple of good reviews recently, and I don't read those out <laughs> loud because they're just kind of... I mean, thank you. Thank you for giving us good reviews. Don't get me wrong. I just love the bad ones Yeah, because it's, it's fantastic. Alan read us think- one kind of negative one, and at, when he finished, there was a little bit of silence, and Chris and I both went, well... They're not wrong. <laughs> at, at the same time, we don't care. <laughs> so he always eats ice cream. Well, you don't pay me not because so. the ice cream is delicious. Exactly. You're paying. I like to pay my for ice cream. What are you talking about? Guys are unprofessional, too crude. Uh, okay. Uh, that, that's is someone that's else. A, I don't care. We're not professional. That's all I, know. I do have a degree in communications. I guess I could be better about it all. Right. Uh, could yeah. we do better yeah. maybe are we gonna do better no. uh, it Not depends today. on what guests we have on that week <laughs> i've taken many master degree level communication courses and you yeah. know what i discovered people aren't gonna care one way or the other they're gonna yeah. still complain say what they want to you so why just, not just be real Take the same approach would be real just that be is real. the best thing you can be is yourself yep Cheers. you don't like me Ian, why are you acting like a, a drunk alcoholic on the show? You're like, well, it's a low point. In my, it's a low point in my life. 
That's how I'm coping. Okay. I, I got friends in love. I think one person actually wrote a review saying they're functional alcoholics, and I would give to the Patreon. I feel like it'll just go towards booze. And I was like, the only reason I'm offended by that is because I have my own job and I can afford my own booze without anybody exactly. else's. That 100% spot on. It could, yeah. It could go have you looked at my LinkedIn page? I'm definitely the bomb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, anyways, that's all I got for this week, guys. <laughs> Until next time. Hold on, this whole functional alcoholic thing. We're gonna address this real quick. We are not functional alcoholics. Yeah, we I don't enjoy a well. beverage. Well, that that too. We enjoy a <laughs> beverage every now and then. We never claim to be functional. Oh, uh, good all. point. Uh, <laughs> so good point. Alcoholic, yes. Functional, no. <laughs> Okay, bye. I hope you enjoyed the show and thank you for listening to The Wheel Reads. See y'all next time.